Hello, 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 and welcome to the Trumpet Sound. My name is Cynthia Mays, and I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Today I'm going to be coming to you out of the book of Exodus, the first chapter. I'm going to be skipping around a little bit, so I'm going to go to the first chapter, the 7th, the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th verses. And if I was to uh, entitle this um, lesson on a day, it would be, Help is Here. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, first asking for forgiveness of all our sins in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord God, that you would anoint my lips of clay Give me what to say to your people on the day in the name of Jesus. Give me the decrease that you might increase in my life in the name of Jesus. We bind and come against the word thief on the day in the mighty name of Jesus. On every hand that will come against the hearing and the reading of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray your word will flow freely on the day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we thank you, Lord God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Exodus, the first chapter, the seventh verse, reads in this wise. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. And now I'm going to skip down to verse 12. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. 13. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. 14. And they made their lives bitter with the hard bondage. And I'm going to stop right there. Because of time, I had to skip around. But by this, this is, um, this is during the time that Joseph had died. And there was a new pharaoh, and he didn't know anything about the relationship the old pharaoh had with um, Joseph and the children of Israel. And all he knew was there was too many of them, and in case a war broke out, he didn't know whether or not they would side with the other people or not. And after all, they were foreigners in Egypt. So... They hatched a plan to enslave the children of Israel and to make their life hard. Now, what is happening here with the children of Israel is slim similar to what's happening in the black with the black people in this country today. And if you bear with me, I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about. And that we have prospered and grew since we was brought over here as slaves over 400 years ago. Not only have we prospered, but God has elevated us to the highest position in these United States, which is president. And we know that when we had President Barack Obama, the first black man to be made president. 
And God has prospered us in all walks of life. And even though we are no longer physically enslaved, America, like Pharaoh, came up with another way to try and enslave us by the systemic racism, by inequality in every area, employment, criminal justice, education, health care, and much more. By stealing our heritage, hiding our history, stealing our inventions, our music. And in the midst of all that making you believe you are in the situation you're in because you're stupid and lazy. All the while, drugs are being flown in, shipped in, plopped down in our communities. Guns are falling off of trucks and landing in our communities. All of these things are being done to make life for us, for black people in America, hard. And because of this hard life, it causes some people to feel angry and hopeless because after they got the degree, they couldn't get the job because of the color of their skin. And what happens to a people when they are angry and hurt? They usually hurt the person closest to them because hurt people hurt people, thus black-on-black crime. And everybody is trying to figure out what's going on in our neighborhood. How can we put a stop to it? Because we don't have a solution. We complain, but we continue in our day-to-day life. Then one day something happens so heinous that it seems to slap us right in the face. First of all, it's one cop killing after another. Then we are all at home when we witness George Floyd get murdered on social media. God rest his soul. Now, now God's got our attention. Now, now we see, now, now we see we just can't go along, just get along to go along. Now, now we see that we need some help. We need Jesus. Now, now people are beginning to pray like they never prayed before. Mm. They're getting in the word like they've never been getting in the word before. People are taken to the streets in protest all over the nation. You see, black people getting killed by white people isn't new. Black people getting killed by the police isn't new. But a black person getting killed in broad daylight by a police officer and is getting caught on tape, that's new. That was not a coincidence. Don't don't turn me off yet. If you hang in there with me, I'm going to get to the good news. I believe the Lord wanted us to see it. It was a time for it to be exposed, just like all the other things that have been coming to the light. For example, what's been happening with the Catholic priests in the Catholic Church. Ephesians 5, 13 and 14 says, But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. 
for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. It was a wake-up call for those who didn't believe, those who didn't care, and for those who had given up hope that anything was ever going to change. It was like God giving us a reality check by letting us see that it was like it was like him saying, "Wake up." You see, black on black crime didn't stir some of us up enough to change our hearts as a nation to come back to God. And now there's COVID-19, which is said to be affecting our community the most. Now, I'm not saying God sent these things so that we will come to him. But at what point do we admit that we need him? That, that he is the only one who can change the hearts and minds of men. When do we look up and admit, God, we can't fix this. We need you. A lot of people. Black people are wondering, where is God in our situation? We know about the children of Israel, but what about us as a black nation? We see the signs that black lives matter. Well, God sent me to tell you that not only do black lives matter, but black lives matter to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Ah. Ah, hallelujah. Ah. I want you to know, black people, that God sees you. Ha, ah, hallelujah. Ha, ah, hallelujah. El Roy High means the God who sees me. Hallelujah. Ha, ah, hey, hallelujah. He has not forgotten about you. And in due season, God will bring you out. He will lift you up. And all nations will know that black lives matter to God. And when I bring you to that wealthy place, only remember, it was I who brought you there. Oh, hey, hallelujah. Hey, thank you. Ah, hey, thank you. Ah, ha, thank you. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, ha, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ah. Ha, thank you. Hey, ha, ha, glory to God. Second hmm. Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Ah, hey, hallelujah. But they have to be a turnaround. Oh, hey, thank you, Jesus. Ah, hey, thank you, Jesus. Ah, hey, thank you, Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Of course, all lives matter to God which is why he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins. But in this time of racial injustice that has been perpetrated against the black race since the time of slavery has got to be preached against, just like any other sin, 
we must preach against it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If Hallelujah. And God wants his people to examine ourselves and to get free from it so we can truly be a light and a good example to the rest of the world, showing true racial harmony in the body of Christ. The Lord wants to free us just like he did the children of Israel. You may say, but Sister Mays, we're not slaves anymore. Yes, but when you are denied your basic right to be treated equally, it makes your life hard. It makes your life bitter than then it would be if you didn't have to fight so hard to have the same rights and privileges as white people in America. For example, you can finish college. That don't mean I, can, I, I still don't have to give you the job. You can afford to buy a house, but I may make you uncomfortable while living there. Things like that, you know, that's the things that we go through. Now, for those of you who have examined yourself and you found that there's times you were racist in your actions or language, that you treated someone unfairly simply because of the color of their skin, I'm here to tell you that God loves you. Yes, yes, he does. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. Meaning, God sent him into the world to pay the price for our sins. He came and fulfilled the righteous requirements of the law, which said sin had to be paid for by blood, which is why the children of Israel had animal sacrifices. But God, in his infinite wisdom, had a greater plan that not only made salvation available for the Jews, but also the Gentiles, which is the rest of the world, through the blood of Jesus who knew no sin was made sin for us and took our punishment and he suffered and bled for us. Oh, but then something wonderful happened. He rose again on the third day. And because of that, we have been redeemed. That is the good news. Brought back from the hands of the enemy. No longer going to face the wrath of God because of disobedience but fully forgiven and heaven bound. And the only cause for this wonderful gift, hallelujah, of forgiveness of sin is that you have to believe it. The Bible says if you believe on the Lord Jesus and that God rose him from the dead on the third day, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible says, if you believe that, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't he good? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now you don't have to live in racism anymore. 
You don't have to live in fear or envy, but God wants to deliver you this day. This day, God will deliver you from hatred and malice, things that have been passed down to you from one generation to the next. God wants to break generational curses off of you. God wants to set you free today. He wants to heal your mind, your soul, your spirit. Will you say yes to the Lord today? Hallelujah. Revelations 22 and 17 says, And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. The invitation to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life is freely given. Won't you accept him today? If you find yourself in this word, And you felt the Lord speaking to you. And you want to be saved. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Come live your life through me. Be the head and center of my life. In In Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. And if you just said that, then you are saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Heaven is in the uproar right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Said the angels rejoice over one sinner that repents. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome you to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Now I want you to go and tell somebody. Tell somebody what happened to you today. Tell somebody that you got saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And now you you know you got to find you a Bible believing church. Ha, ah, thank you Jesus. Glory to God. And I know right now some of the church doors are closed, but I want to extend an uh, invitation to the church that I am a member of that I attend and we have been having church uh virtually um, it's called Elam Christian Fellowship. We can be found on Facebook and YouTube on Sunday mornings at 8.30. Also on Tuesdays at 12 o'clock. And hallelujah, um, Elam is where the right Reverend Dr. T. Anthony Bronner is teaching under the power and the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Elam is truly a place of refreshing. And I would like to please um, ask you to join me again next week on the Trumpet Sound. God bless you and have a good day. Well, God sent me to tell you he is here and to look up because your redemption draweth nigh. For I have heard the cry of my people and I will deliver you. I will heal you. I will show all the nations of the earth that black lives matter to me. Just like I brought the children of Israel out of bondage to Pharaoh, I will bring you out from the hand of the enemy. You will look up and see your enemy no more. For I, the Lord, have said it, and I will surely bring it to pass. Only remember that it was I, the Lord, who brought you out to a wealthy place. Remain faithful and obedient, for if you are faithful and obedient, I will give you the good of the land. 
But if you are disobedient, you will go back under bondage and will be cursed with the curse. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I shall surely bring it to pass. Ah! Hey! Ah! Hey! Ah! Hey! Ah! Hey! Ah! Thank you! Hey! Ah!